I'm Jan. My friend Lynn is not with us today, so it's me flying solo, and we'll try to stay out of trouble. As y'all know, Lamplighters is a Bible study that focuses on what God's Word means to each of us, and we are taking a break from our formal study this summer. But we don't want to take a break from God's Word and noticing how alive and active it is in all of our lives. So with that in mind, you know we're doing something a little different every week this summer. We've invited some friends to come and share their favorite or their most meaningful or most transformative scriptures with us and tell us why those scriptures have been impactful in their lives. So in other words, how they have experienced God's Word coming alive to them personally. So we hope this is going to be an encouragement to each of you to see ways God is moving in your own life too. And our guest today is Sarah Crawford, and she is going to tell us about Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Is that right, Sarah? That is correct. Great. Take it away. All right. Well, I think I'll start with the verse itself, which says, Do not be anxious about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for what He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Mm -hmm. I love that translation. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's the New Living Translation. And that is actually the one that I learned the very first, uh, this is the very first scripture verse that I ever memorized. Oh, wow. And I did that at... um, I don't know. I don't know if it was the nudging or recommendation or desperate plea of my mother, who I remember saying to me, um, I think you should tattoo this verse to your forehead. Your mother said that. My mother said that. (laughs) And of course, this was decades and decades and decades before a parent might actually fear that a child would go out and tattoo words all over their face. I love your mom. Uh, So thankfully uh, for her and maybe probably the rest of us, although it'd be a good reminder if it was on my face, I guess, for everyone. (laughs) But uh, I I instead tried to go about tattooing it on my heart. (laughs) And interestingly enough, my family, my my husband and children, gosh, some almost 40 years after my mom encouraged this uh, for me, gave me what I'll call a, a removable tattoo of this verse as well. Uh, in that they gave me a bracelet for my 50th birthday that oh. has, and I wear it almost every single day, that has a disc on it that that reads Philippians 4, uh, 6, and 7. And it really is your life verse. And it is my life verse. As yeah. you can see, I was going to say, it's kind of a life theme, as you can see. Uh, well, I think my mom really encouraged me to lean into God's Word in this way, uh, because I, I was uh, probably an excessive warrior as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wish I could say that that was completely behind me. I I think that would not be a truthful statement. I think we all live um, under the burden of worry and anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's really what we choose to do with it uh, when it comes our way. And that's where I think this verse is um, just so meaningful. And I I really think— so. I think about um, how often I think to myself, and I say it out loud to others too, and I hear other people say, you know, I just really wish I could hear God's voice. I wish I could hear what He's saying to me. I want His instruction or His Mm. guidance. And I think this verse does a beautiful job of that. You know, Paul writes this to to the Philippians, and he really gives, I don't know, what I would call like a recipe or a formula Mm -hmm. of of the, the guidance of the 
what do you do? How do you do it? And why are you doing it? Excellent. Um, so if you break it down that way, you kind of look at the, the what, which is what are you supposed to do? Well, you're supposed to let go of worry and you're supposed to pray instead. Um, I think when I was young and I first memorized this verse, I kind of got stuck on that part of it. Um, I didn't really move into the how or the why. Mm-hmm. And I think when you stop on the what, it's, um, it's great advice. And it's advice that you want so much to be able to live into, but it's really hard to live it out. It's kind of an empty space when you're not thinking about how to go about doing it or why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think I, I, it was much later in my life that I started to really lean into the how and the blessing and the promise that but exists. But you got to start somewhere, why. Sarah. I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> this is a great place to start. It's, it's always to have great to have great intentions. It's, mm-hmm. better, it's better when you can, can follow through with them and, um, and exactly. receive the blessing that, that lives at the end of, of this passage, I think. So, um, so when you look at the, you know, you know what the what is. So when you look at the how, I love that Paul really instructs instructs us. You know, how are you? How do you go about doing this? Well, you go to God and you tell God what you need. So you go, you know, to me that is choosing to walk through the wide open door of God's throne room mm. and move into His presence. Um. And in prayer to, to really hand over these worries. It's not that the worries aren't going to come. It's that they're not supposed to live with me and on me and burdening me. They're supposed to be given to God mm. um, so that He can in turn give us His peace. And then the second part of the how, which I think is so important, is to do that with a grateful heart, to do that with thanksgiving to, um, as the New Living Translation says, um, thank God for what He's done. You mm-hmm. know, when we begin to do that, I think that we, we are forced to take a look at His faithfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, we're forced to look back at, um, at the times that He's shown up, the times that He has shown us that He's in control. And, you know, worry is such an interesting animal because I think that's really what it comes down to is control. Mm-hmm. We start to worry and get anxious when we feel like something is out of our control. And I don't know why in the world we think that worry is doing something about that. You know, <laughs> I've, I've heard many times through the years, the, I guess, analogy of worry being like sitting in a rocking chair, yeah. going back and, back forth, and forth and getting nowhere. And but it I don't feels know. So good sometimes. Well, it does feel good, mm-hmm. uh, and yet, it, it, at the end of the day, we're still just sitting there rocking back exactly. and forth, I guess. And um, and and really, what we're looking for is is a freedom from from that getting stuck in that rocking motion and being able to get up and move forward again. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, I think that as we are are invited to look at the ways in which God is in control. And remember the times mm-hmm. that he has shown us that, that he has shown us that he is in control, that, that his plan may or may not look like what we think we're asking for in a moment. We might try to control it into a completely different outcome, which isn't what he, you know, has chosen mm-hmm. in his perfect plan. So, um, so trying to move into that in the how I think is really important. And then um, in the why, that's where the blessing and the promise mm. live. And that's really what, what my desire is in living, living out this scripture and hearing God's voice and moving toward it. 
is to um, have the gift of his peace. Um, it was funny when I was thinking about this verse and I was thinking about my mom encouraging me to, to press into this and to live into this word. I, um, I was thinking, you know, some of that was, was self-preservation on her part. And it's because <laughs> I had a real pattern that I didn't see until much later in life mm-hmm. when I was in graduate school. And I had a professor that was talking about when people are carrying the burden of worry and anxiety, how it's, it, he, he used this metaphor image of it being like ugly monkeys that oh. are on your, that are wrapped around your neck and hanging off your back. And that, you know, when, when you get all these ugly monkeys around your neck, you, you can't take a deep breath. You, you, your air supply is cut off and you start to get, you know, weighed down and burdened down and you can't, just even get the energy to keep moving one foot in front of the other. What and an he image. said, I know, what I know. An image. And, um, and I think the enemy loves nothing more than for us to be completely burdened down with those ugly monkeys. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he talked about how important it was for people to find a place and a space to unload those ugly monkeys. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think in, in my early years, that's what I did with my mom. <laughs> I just unloaded all my ugly monkeys on her and then she got to carry the burden and I walked away and felt somewhat freer. And so when he was sharing that, I thought to myself, oh, this is why mom wanted me to have this verse on my heart. Like she knew that, that the place for me to, to get that freedom mm-hmm. um, and that peace was to put those ugly monkeys in God's hands um, and not necessarily just on hers. And, um, and so I think about that and I think about the beauty of, you know, the enemy wanting us to be weighed down and God wanting desperately for us to walk in that throne room and hand them over to him. Mm-hmm. And be freed from that. And be freed from that. And that when, when we do that, um, you know, I'm such a visual person and I have this picture in my mind that hung on my best friend's wall growing up, um, which I actually happen to know also lives in Jill Williams' office. Oh. So I'm sure she would be thrilled for me <laughs> to, to invite everyone the next time they're on campus to knock on her door and, and, go and look take at a this, look at yes. it. <laughs> but basically it's a drawing of Jesus holding a lamb. A lamb, I've seen it. Yeah. It's so wonderful. Yeah, there's, I don't know, there's great comfort in that image to me. But when I think about that, I think about um, walking into Christ's embrace mm-hmm. and how allowing ourselves, being, being free of those ugly monkeys allows him to fully embrace us and then blanket us with that peace that's promised in this, Mm -hmm. in this passage. And um, so, you know, there, there's sort of a a nutshell of a lot of different things of what draws me to this word and, and what keeps me coming back to it to, um, to try to, to be freed into the peace that Mm -hmm. God intends for me. Um, your mother would be so proud of you. I, I will just tell you because it, that verse, you may have tattooed that on your heart, and I can tell, but it's also tattooed all over you because of the way you just glow when you talk about it. And I've seen you practice this um, in the years that I've known you. So that that is really exciting. Um, I love the what, how, and why because that's a real practical way for me to get my hands around this. And I think I will... Never forget the ugly monkeys. I mean, that is a real, that's a real visual. And we all have them, don't we? Mm-hmm. You know, at various ages and stages in our lives, the, the monkeys 
may change, but they're all ugly monkeys. And what a great way to unburden and to live into that freedom that Christ wants us to have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he invites us in Matthew as well to come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, mm-hmm. and I will give you rest. And, and aren't we seeking that? Oh, yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, so many times I hand that over and then I take them back and then I hand it over and I take them back. It's like I can't live without my monkeys, but this is a real invitation to, as you say, the freedom and the promise and the blessing that lives in that. Yeah. And that's what we all want. Yeah. yeah. It's all about what we put in the center. And and I, I'd love to share, Jan, with the just, I guess this is just verse seven sure. out of the message translation, mm-hmm. where he says, it's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Oh, Oh, I love that. May it be so for all of us. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sarah, for coming and sharing. Amen.